I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared. More than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is a, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stu Potomy. Here we go, Jim. Mikey, I am very excited for today's episode. We have Paul Feinbaum on the show, and uh, I love Paul. Like back when we worked at ESPN, both of us, and our show, of course, uh, Paul used to come on. He's just, he's so great. He's an authority on college football. There's no question about it. He's the mouth of the South. It used to be Jimmy Hart. Now it's Paul Feinbaum. And this guy is so great because he will give you all the information that you want and just take shots at schools, coaches, fan bases, and administration all at the same time. It's amazing, right? I mean, it's it, He does it in such a way where it's part of his facts that he's giving. Right. And it's just his level of don't give a f- is just so high that I have to respect it. Agreed. Uh, before we get to uh, what's going on with Michigan and we get to Paul, uh, Billy's not here today. Billy's at the doctor. Billy goes to the doctor a lot. Like, like, am I wrong here, Mike? Or listen, I love Billy. Billy is Billy is one of my favorite people. He's on the crazy. Planet. Everyone loves Billy except for Dan. I mean, but does Billy look like a guy who goes to the doctor a lot? He kind of does, right? Right. Like when you look at him, you're like, there's a there's a guy that's got 14 ometrists. He actually looks like a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Gill, please. <laughs> He'd give you way too many medications. <laughs> He'd be a hypochondriac on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, you take uh, 
Uh, Dr. Gill, I got a little pain in my elbow. Come in here, MRI. Okay, cat's scan. MRI. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make sure. Sounds yeah, like take a look. Uh, now, I'm not certain whether or not he's going to the doctor or he's taking his kid to the doctor. I believe he's taking his kid to the doctor, if that's the case. But I didn't take my kids to the doctor this much. <laughs> he's there every other day. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's different now. It's, yeah, well, yeah. Like you have to do like six week checkups, eight week checkups, 10 week. Che- like basically, what, like it just goes forever. You always right. have to take them for something. Okay. Uh, listen, when I was growing up, when you were growing up, it was, hey, just, mm-hmm. just, Rub some dirt yeah. on it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed well, though, I... all the? Have you noticed all the things we took growing up? They're all being recalled now. <laughs> like, Fizine. <laughs> no one has used more eye drops than me in the history of civilization. <laughs> it's because my stuck. mother dropped once. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh. How do I how do I keep going after that? My mother once dropped so why am I gonna Just take you to going. the doctor for? I know what it is. It's this. You gotta sit there and get better. Okay. Yeah. Well, now my kid sneezes and my wife's like, we have to take him to the doctor. I have to make it's sure. Di- different times. COVID changed yeah. everything, man. No doubt about it. Uh so Mike, I have a quick question before we get to Paul Feinbaum here. Do you want Michigan to be in the college football playoff? By the way, we recorded this with Paul before the ruling on Michigan came down. Okay. So yeah. we're not gonna ask Paul about it because we didn't have a decision. We should have a decision by the time it probably airs. But uh, regardless, are you rooting for Michigan to make it to the college football playoff? Because I do believe they'll beat Ohio State, not because of any sort of cheating, because they are more talented this year than Ohio State. They're a better team than Ohio State. And it's been a while uh, since we've had so- sort of like, I don't know, this feels like the big three when the Heat, with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch got together. they become a hated school a hated university and a hated program and their fan base has become hated as well. Uh, But I want them in. I do because I love the chaos of it. I love the idea of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan winning the national championship and perhaps doing it without Jim Harbaugh. Like I love it all. (laughs) Yes. I am rooting for Michigan to get in. Um, But, but this is the last time. This is the last time I'll root for them to get in without, without one playoff win because Because I, 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 last year they were supposed to have the team and they got embarrassed. If they if they get in this year and they get embarrassed again, I, I never want to hear Michigan can win it all. Like, I never want to hear it again. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, I do think they're going to get in. Uh, I do think they have a really good chance of winning the national championship. I know everyone says they haven't played anyone yet. They'll play uh, They'll play Ohio State coming up. I was going to say they'll play Penn State, but please <laughs> name the last game. Big is it game, a big James game? Franklin is one, right? Is it a big, big game? game. Yeah. Big game, James. <laughs> Not. Uh, so I, But I do think Michigan will eventually. They'll show how good they are when they play Ohio State because I believe they'll not only beat Ohio State, they'll beat them by like 21 points. And now I think they're on a mission. Oh, you think we're only good because we're cheating because Connor Stallions is on the sidelines at all these games? No, we're good because we're talented and we're good. And I think it's going to inspire them, the kids, to go show the rest of the country, hey, it has nothing to do with all the stuff over there. The reason we're so good is because of us. And I think they blow out Ohio State. And then you will learn that Michigan is a really good football team. Let's discuss it all with our friend Paul Feinbaum from ESPN. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. 
Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. Listen, I got a lot of fun times coming up here. Summer's coming up. I have Dead and Company shows. I have lacrosse celebrations. I have March Madness. So much fun coming up. And I'm going to do it all with friends, family, and ice cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Billy. Yeah. Very exciting. The authority of college football. He is the authority on college football. He is Paul Feinbaum. Got to know him a little bit when we were at ESPN. Not as not as well as I would have liked to get to know him, but uh, he is a fascinating guy, and he is the authority on college football and all things college football. Uh, Paul, do I have that right? Uh, I think uh, I will. I will. I will. I will agree to that. I like that. <laughs> well, of course you will. Uh, check out his show three to seven every day on the SEC Network. Uh, Paul, you have said, and uh, and I appreciate you doing this, but you have said that you think what's going on with Harbaugh, the cheating scandal, is a bad look for Michigan. So explain why. Expand on that if you don't mind, and tell us what you think is going to happen here. Well, it, it is a bad look. Uh, it just comes off very sleazy and and untoward. Now, I I, I realize when I'm talking about college sports, a lot of there'll be a lot of raised eyebrows around the world uh, because it, it's not exactly the cleanest uh, species. But it's pretty apparent that this school somehow, some way, sent this guy out to do all this, and it is against the rules. Now, signs. St- a lot of people get confused. They say, "Well, everybody steals signs." We know that. Uh, but that's not against the rules. Sending somebody out in advance is against the rules. And I'm not I'm not looking for Jim Harbaugh to uh, fall down and admit it. But I mean, he, I've, I've, I've yet to hear what I would call a a bang on the table denial. I mean, he just gives these paper statements out, which make me believe that they're true. Uh, how quickly do you think this will move in terms of the NCAA coming up with some sort of ruling here? Yeah, we're talking right now, midday Wednesday. Um I think we'll have some decision by tomorrow. Uh, Michigan's response is, is is due late today. Now, we know they're going to deny it. What Michigan is doing is they're not only saying we deny it, 
they're 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 like throwing dirt. It's like a it's like a grade school food fight. I mean, they're just throwing <laughs> dirt at everybody else. Saying, hey, they they did it, they did it, but we didn't do it, of course. Right. Um, I think the big issue for the commissioner of the Big Ten is he, he he's having to step in. He can suspend he can suspend Harbaugh. You know, a lot of you are wondering, oh, what about the NCAA? Well, keep wondering because the NCAA maybe maybe we'll get to this in in twenty thirty. They they do not care uh, to act quickly, and even if they do, they're going to get shut down uh, from a legal standpoint. So it's really up to the commissioner. Uh, I've had you know colleagues of mine uh, say you know Michigan should be ruled ineligible for the CFP. I don't I don't I won't go that far, but I, I definitely think Harbaugh should be sad. I mean, if any of us get got in trouble. Uh, you see the old suspended indefinitely pending an investigation, but you also continue to get paid. Uh, I know, I know this this crew knows a little bit about that back in your former job. So um, I think that's what they should do. And then there's a chance to to gain some more information. And, and by the way, Michigan started the season without Harbaugh for three games. Let them finish the season without him. So you think that should be the punishment? Do you think the punishment should be suspend suspend Harbaugh for a few games? I think until until there's more more information and these, these I mean I think the Big Ten knows what happened. Uh, they already sent some notification that there's there's going to be some discipline. I think uh, I, I'd like to have them look into it a little bit deeper and, and make and make 100 percent sure uh, to the severity of it because then uh, if if it is massive then there's a whole nother conversation to have. But I, I think for now, Jim Harbaugh should not be in charge of this program. And, and also it's minor, but, but the idea that Harbaugh isn't there when they win uh, the Ohio state game or, or the big 10 championship, at least it sends a message. It, it shows that the big 10 is doing something. And I know a lot of folks are saying, Hey, you cover the sec. Can you imagine uh, the sec doing this? I can. I mean, I think if it's so egregious and, the uh, majority or, more, or, or preponderance of the coaches get on a call with the Big Ten commissioner and say, yeah, we, we, we know this is going on. I'm not saying that's, that's evidence, but, but there's certainly a lot of strong signals here. There's been at least one Heisman voter that says because of the scandal, they don't think that J.J. McCarthy should get any Heisman votes. Do you think that that's a fair thing for him? Uh, I don't think that's fair. As a Heisman voter, Crazy. I'm not going to let this get in the way of you know, who I vote for. The Heisman uh, allegedly – it's supposed to be uh, awarded to the the best college football player, the most outstanding. Sometimes it isn't. It's the best quarterback uh, on the biggest stage. But I, I would not hold it against J.J. McCarthy. Uh, into it, it, It's just not – to me, it's not right. And I'm not trying to stand up and say these are a bunch of kids. I mean, these are a bunch of kids who are – some of them are making millions of dollars. So let's not get carried away here like we're talking about our Cub Scout troop. Um, but I still don't think that's a fair punishment. Paul, is Michigan good? What's that? Is Michigan good? Yes, I, I do think they're. I'm sorry. I, I, That's okay. I, have, I haven't been asked a football question in so long. I was a little caught off guard. That, right, because all you're, all you're doing is answering this. On the about... field conversation. <laughs> right. uh, they, they are, I'll sound like one of these talking heads on ESPN now, but you know they're very well balanced. Uh, they've got a good quarterback. They've got two great running backs. Um, and, and they have a really good offense. But having said all that, there's no way really to support what I just got through saying. Because right now, Michigan has played a collection of high school teams, uh, junior high teams, and one or two really good uh, military institute teams. Finally, Saturday, they see they see a legitimate opponent. 
they see Penn State. Now, they don't have a legitimate coach in James Franklin, but they're a legitimate football team. <laughs> Please expand on James Franklin. <laughs> I love that. You just threw that in there, Paul, and that's what I love about you. You give the information with a little hot take. James Franklin, will he ever win a big game? No. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give you the qualifier. Well, uh, that could all change Saturday. That's not going to change Saturday. Oh, that's why I said what I did. <laughs> I mean, this guy has one legitimate victory in 10 years. And somehow, and I want him to, if he ever if he ever gets fired and becomes a, a talent agent, I want him representing me. <laughs> he was able, like two years ago, to leak his name for Southern Cal and LSU and all the Michigan State, all these other schools, whatever. And, and he was able to get like a $100 million deal. And he still hasn't done anything yet. I mean, try I was about to say try doing that in our industry, but there are a couple of people that are getting away with that in our industry. You're looking at one of them. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't want to be the, the, the guy that, that you could have said it, though, invited to the party and, and started uh, you know, pointing fingers. I mean, I, I respect you guys. Not much, but some. Well, we appreciate it. What, what, little you, what little respect you have for us, we appreciate that little respect. Well, I mean, first of all, you guys did something for me that nobody's ever done. You had that. Uh, you have to help help remind me. I'm getting old. Uh, what that little thing was? Oh, the fine the bucket. Studio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that 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 gave me a lot of cred. Uh, you know, when I traveled the country. You're welcome. I want to play this Michigan thing out with you. Let's just let's assume that Jim Harbaugh. Well, is it a fair assumption that Harbaugh will not be there next year? I think it is a fair assumption. I mean, I think he's damaged goods. Uh, the president uh, at Michigan for some reason likes him, but the AD doesn't. And they, you know, he still do, supposedly do this incredible contract extension, which you, you and I both know they're not going to do until right. they figure this thing out. He wants to go back to the NFL. I mean, remember last year he applied for the Minnesota Vikings job. I mean, it's not like, you know, th- these things are usually done by agents. Uh, and then it's, you know, then Adam Schefter you know, breaks the story that, you know, Jim Harbaugh has agreed to the Minnesota Vikings job. Jim Harbaugh, like went up there for an interview. I mean, he like sat in the waiting room, like, uh, and said, Mr. Harbaugh, you, you can see the uh, owner now. I mean, I, it was humili- humiliating. It was like the day before recruiting. That's how badly he wanted out of Michigan right. because he probably knew. And I think the most important thing to point out, three years ago, he was about to get fired. Uh, he was he was literally a game or two away from getting, getting run. Uh, and then they allowed him to come back after the COVID year, and he's won two championships and been into the playoffs. And what what else has happened since then? Connor Stallions entered the scene. I mean, it's, it, is that a coincidence? I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, some you know mystery writer here, but is, is it really hard to figure out what's going on up there? Connor Stallions, for as much slack as he's getting, seems like a great employee. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to make fun of what anyone makes because um, I started out as a as a sports writer making $145 a week. So I, I'm, I'm not I'm not making fun of. $55,000 a year. It took me forever to make that much in my career. But, but essentially, Jim Harbaugh uh, is, is allowing a guy that's making that uh, to – I mean, and he's entrusting him. And But but Harbaugh claims he doesn't know anything about it. That There's no – college football coaches know everything <laughs> about everything in their program. Right. They know where every kid is at all times. Like, there's no way this happened under his watch without him knowing. Go ahead, Bill. Well, that's one of the funny things is that people say, like, oh, they should hit them with the lack of institutional control in this situation. It seems like he's very much in control of what's going on. He's just letting <laughs> things get run amok. Well, I, I, I won't give you a tutorial in NCAA compliance, but... Uh, <laughs> It's a little bit of a misnomer when they accuse you of lack of institutional control. That means you're probably complicit. Um, but you're right. Uh, I 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I was on a show earlier and the host of the show, whose last name is a color, um, it said that this was the biggest story uh, going right now. And you know what? It may very well be uh, because it, it is so compelling. I mean, you've got the, uh, the the Darth Vader of college football, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, nobody likes this guy. Nobody. Uh, and, and, and he's now at the center of really one of the biggest college football controversies I have seen. I won't say in my lifetime because that would encompass Newt Rockney, but, but in recent years. I want to uh, I want to get away from Michigan, but one more one more thing on this because I want to talk to you about Florida State University of Miami and some other teams here. Uh, if indeed Jim Harbaugh was to leave Michigan after this year, who do you imagine Michigan would pursue, Paul? I, I think it would be uh, someone who could understand that system. I, I, I like the guy at Kansas. I know this is kind of going a little bit outside the box. Lance Leipold. He just had a big win over yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. He he's an older guy. I think he could handle. The pressures of Michigan better than just going out into the, you know, the the coaching search uh, hot take uh, list and, and grabbing the guy that just won the biggest game. So I mean, he would be someone on my list. I, I tell you, the guy that would probably be kicking himself that he didn't wait a year is Luke Fickle. He would have been perfect for that job. I love the idea of an Ohio State guy going becoming the <laughs> Michigan coach. Wouldn't you? Urban should do it. I mean. Ooh. <laughs> You could steal that if you want, Paul. You're not saying he doesn't want that. He doesn't want it. I will. I've already got it. I will. Okay, good. Uh, Florida State. Are people overlooking Florida State, Paul? I feel like they are. I do too. I I like this team. Now, I sound like uh, you know the talking heads on Tuesday night, but their their best win has been devalued because LSU now has three losses. But of course, one's to Alabama, one's to Ole Miss, and one's to Florida State. There's some commonality there. They're both in the top ten right now. Um, but I, I really think they're a complete team. I, I think they belong in the top four. Uh, that you know they'll get really screwed down the stretch because they'll play an ACC game that uh, probably against Louisville, which may have one loss, may have two. That won't be overly uh, exciting. Uh, but I still think they'll get it, they'll get in the playoffs with 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 uh, as long as they don't lose. Is Mario Cristobal a good coach? I think he is. Uh, I really like him a lot. I got to know him a little bit when he was on Nick Saban's staff. I think as good a coach, whether he's a great coach or not, he's a phenomenal recruiter. And sometimes that matters more. I think he could use a little bit of help in game management. I don't want to you know, point out anything in particular here that you guys haven't talked about. But I, I think it's wrong to say he's been a, he's been a complete failure in two years. I, uh, he, he inexplicably finds ways to lose game, but I think – given time, and I'm not talking about a lot of time, but I think in another year or two, he he could have a program that looks like Florida State. Paul Feinbaum is with us. The Paul Feinbaum Show, 3 to 7, SEC Network, every day and wherever, uh, whatever's going on, college football on the ESPN landscape, he is there to cover it for them. Uh, Based on their schedules, Paul, would you be more surprised uh, if Georgia didn't make the SEC championship game than Alabama? Yeah, I think Georgia Georgia has a tougher schedule than Alabama, it's but I'll, I'll be very surprised if, if Georgia doesn't make it. Okay. Uh, for those who don't follow the SEC, they, they have Ole Miss this week. They're a double-digit favorite. They should win. Their tough game will be next week. Uh, it's on the road at Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee is not a vintage team. It's not as good as it was last year, but it will be a very difficult environment. If Georgia is going to lose, it will be next week. I don't think they will lose, so I think they'll get to Atlanta undefeated. Now, there, there's a lot of weird scenarios that – uh, you know, should they lose to Alabama, you know, what will happen? But I'll, I'll save that for 
a different time. Okay. Paul, is it crazy to you that Alabama somehow has positioned themselves as this scrappy underdog story this year that's just <laughs> right. kind of hanging yes. in there and maybe they'll just make it? It is a true genius of Nick Saban. Uh, and you guys may remember the third week of the year, Alabama went down to South Florida, played in the rain, and uh, Milro did not play. The new narrative on that is that Nick – this is callers to the Feinbaum show um, – it's, it's not a Menza club, but it, it's it, this is what they said, uh, <laughs> that Saban did that purposely. Oh, uh, He wanted to prove to his assistant coach, Tommy Reese, uh, that his guy, Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't play. And by doing so, uh, he now got everybody calmed down and Milrow <laughs> was the starter. That's not exactly the way it went down. Milrow uh, was very uh, petulant, I'm told after the Texas game, but it's a good narrative. And when you, when it comes to the legends of the game and Nick Saban is the biggest right now, it's the new narrative. It's the new story. Saban has this all figured out. And he also has, to your point, the, the underdog thing worked out. I mean, nobody expects that. Nobody expected Alabama to beat anybody this year. And they have just simply rolled up a bunch of wins. Now, do they have a, what I would call a great win? No. Uh, they've beaten Ole Miss at home and LSU at home and Texas A&M, which is about a four or five or whatever lost team on the road. Uh, so far, uh, they've done about what Alabama always does. But they have a chance for a great win, and that's if they get that win, they're in, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and they're capable of it. Right. Uh, and so you think Mississippi, no chance of beating Georgia this weekend, right? I don't. Uh, uh, Lane Kiffin is a, is a quirky coach. He's capable of a perfect game as a play caller, but I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it at all Miss yet. Is Lincoln Riley an overrated coach? Yes, absolutely. Really? Uh, I, I mean, I, I give I give Lincoln credit. Uh, he, he got beaten a couple of playoff games at Oklahoma, just overmatched. I mean, destroyed. Uh, he got the he got the uh, the job out in L.A. and he got everybody thinking that that he was the new uh, Pete Carroll. And you know, some of our friends and talk radio out there just fell in love with him and promoted him as the greatest coach in college football. And he just, he still hasn't proven that to me. Uh, the Alex Grinch thing, he, he was the defensive coordinator that just got fired. I mean, Lincoln went all in on that guy and never, they, they could never stop anybody. And this season has been a mess. I mean, he, he has the best player in the country and he, he's getting no results. It will be a little bit like last year at Alabama with Bryce Young. When you, when you look back and go, how did that guy not win a national championship at Alabama? But he didn't. All right, two more. We'll get you out of here, Paul. Is Oregon playing better than anyone in the country right now? I think they are, and you know, I know, I know, I know a lot of the uh, the college football guys are saying they really don't have a lot of big wins. Uh, they will. Uh, I think Oregon, uh, you know, probably should have beaten Washington and Seattle a couple weeks ago. Dan Lanning just uh, apparently was was uh, taking signals from Mario Cristobal on how to throw a, how to blow a game, and he kept going for it when he didn't need to. I think ultimately they'll win out. I think they'll be in the playoffs. It will be a big. It could be a big controversy if it's Oregon versus Alabama and Texas. But uh, they are. Bo Nix has, by the way, been. Bo Nix has started every game of his college career, and I think this is his sixth year or fifth year. I mean, the guy's been playing forever. <laughs> Paul, we're big on frauds here. Looking at the teams this year, who who do you have as the biggest fraud? Um. I'm I'm still not that sold on on Washington. I know we all talk about Michael Penix. Uh, you know he's a great player, but uh, I want I need to see more. Uh, if you'd asked me that seven weeks ago, I would have said Colorado, but that's not that's not even a germane question anymore. <laughs> so Nick Saban, I just want to be clear on this. This is according to your callers. Okay, he put a quarterback in who's not his best quarterback 
risked another loss to South Florida, which would have been very embarrassing, just so he could be right? Mm-hmm. Right. That is correct. That's and by the way, it, it, it's not only uh, – I have a friend who's a radiologist who uh, was listening to me on Monday and and I kind of scoffed at a caller and she said, the guy's absolutely correct. I'm saying, I'm, I, I hope, I hope if I'm, you know, got some kind of growth going on in my brain uh, that you're not the radiologist reading the x-rays. The thing that you guys are not taking into account though, is coach Saban's in complete control. He's not going to get to the point of a loss. He'll get you right up to the line and he'll make sure they don't lose the game so that he can prove that point. Yeah. And, and by the way, Nick Saban is, is afraid of Tommy Reese, who's I think 31 years old. Right. Uh, and he's the offensive coordinator. I mean, I could see maybe Saban uh, having difficulty a year ago with Bill O'Brien. Uh, remember Bill O'Brien? He's a, a well-regarded coach. Yeah. He's now with the Patriots. Um, <laughs> but but I can't imagine him caring what a 31-year-old offensive coordinator thinks of him. I'm asking this just for Mike Golick, okay? Should Marcus Freeman be on the hot seat? Hmm. I don't think so. Oh, uh, I, I think he, he deserves some time. Uh, I mean, I'm... I'm not convinced he's an elite coach. I think he's a very good coach. I like, uh, I like his, I like how he runs the program. I think he's a fantastic recruiter. But at some point at Notre Dame, you have to win the games that he continues to lose. Paul, the last couple of weeks we've been feeling bad for AP voters. Are you with us? Because what they say really doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> no, uh, they are. Uh, the AP poll is a relic, uh, and yeah, uh, it, it's a good scene setter to get you into the season. Uh, it's an appetizer. But no, I mean, if you, when the AP poll comes out on Sunday, I, I just yawn because it really doesn't matter. But, you know, we now uh, have allowed 12 people in a room at the Ritz-Carlton in Grapevine, Texas, to tell us who is good and who isn't. And, and those guys work hard. Can you imagine being a being on that college football playoff committee? You, you fly out to Dallas in a private plane. You get picked up by a limousine. You go to a suite. You go down for a spa to the spa. Maybe maybe you do a, a run. Uh, then you get a rub down, and then you have a, a seven course meal while you're watching college football. Barely. And those guys talk about how hard they work. <laughs> it's a rough gig. Uh, Paul, can we do this more often, please? But we just have you on, just lob up a couple of things, and you yeah, just I'd take everyone I, I out. Yeah, I just assume right. that nobody where I work hears about this. I mean, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. Okay, I'll clear it with them if I have to. Okay. It's just Levitar they have Please. a problem with. Okay, good. All right, Paul, thank you so much. The, the Paul Feinbaum Show, 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network and all over your college football coverage everywhere on ESPN. Paul, we do appreciate it. We miss you, sir. Pleasure was mine. How great is Paul Feinbaum? I mean, honestly. It's, like, uh, it's wonderful. But he did on the front end. We told you, like, Paul will give you the information. He'll give you his thoughts. He'll give you all the facts. And then he'll just tear someone a new ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he does the equivalent of an inaction movie when the guy walks away and the thing explodes behind him and he doesn't look back. That's, right. what, that's what Paul Feinbaum does with his takes. He just lights a match and walks away. Yeah, he's great. Um, have you heard of a man named... Now, this happened while we were taping with Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> the news is moving fast here, okay? okay? Fast and furious on this Michigan story, all right? Um, are you familiar with a guy named David Schuster? Okay. <laughs> he's an anchor for MSNBC. Okay. Have you ever watched MSNBC? No. <laughs> David Schuster is upset. This guy, he at is who? so at Paul Feinbaum. Why do you think I brought it up? I mean, <laughs> what's the matter with you?
Know, that was a fair question. Us. I didn't set it up. Could be upset at us. <laughs> so I'm guessing Schuster, this guy. Um, oh, is he unctuous? But this guy, uh, I guess he went to Michigan because he is Uh-oh. threatening. He has threatened. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> wait till he gets a hold of our interview. <laughs> I can't wait. What happened? <laughs> All right. So this guy, uh, he is threatening a boycott. He wants Paul Feinbaum to be fired by ESPN. He is demanding that they be fired, that Paul be fired by ESPN. God, I wish this happened before Paul came on. <laughs> oh, my God. So upset. He would have tore this guy a new one. Uh, so he has threatened via social media uh, a boycott against ESPN their parent company, Disney. Uh, He will not take his family to that theme park. He will take them to different theme parks. Okay. (laughs) He is deleting the ESPN app off his phone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he is is going to use, he's boycotting the businesses that advertise on College Game Day, the Home Depot and DoorDash. (laughs) He said he will go to a different <laughs> hardware store and he will find a different food delivery service. <laughs> That's going to fix it. Paul, you're fired. You think Home Depot will be able to bounce back? I mean, I mean, here's the best part. I believe that he believes that. I believe that he thinks, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop going to Home Depot and I'll drive 20 minutes out of my way to go to a Lowe's or an Ace Hardware or some other one. But every time me, every time I go to Home Depot, Mm -hmm. I have to go three times because I go, I buy the wrong thing or I forget something and I got to go back. The first time he has to go back and then drive the extra 20 minutes out of his way, his principles are going to go out the window and he's going to be right back there because it's going to be more convenient. Get out of here. I feel you. Same thing happens to me when I go to Home Depot or any hardware store. You're right. I get it. I understand it. But what you're maintaining is he will do it once. He will boycott Home Depot sure. once, go to Lowe's 20 minutes further than he needs to go because he's upset at Paul Feinbaum and wants him to be fired. So we'll go to Lowe's once. He'll get the stuff he needs. He'll realize he got the wrong size of something. He'll have to drive back and he'll go back to the Home Depot, which is four minutes from his house. <laughs> My principles correlate with my laziness, okay? (laughs) And the second, the other food service delivery is 25 minutes later, blows his order, he'll go right back to DoorDash. Uh, Right back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. good luck taking your kids down to Florida and telling them you're going to Tampa and Bush Gardens. (laughs) Stupidity. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. Listen, I got a lot of fun times coming up here. Summer's coming up. I have Dead Company shows. I have lacrosse celebrations. I have March Madness. So much fun coming up, and I'm going to do it all with friends, family, and ice cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. 
Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces.